What's up, everybody? Welcome to your Fielder's Choice NFL podcast for week one. I'm your host, Mike Miz, Mike Miz 23 And I'm joined, as always, by my buddy Devin D. Frank. What's up, buddy? How are you? Good, man. It's been a while since we've done one of these, and a lot's changed. We're under a, a new name now. Um, so really good things and really exciting, and I'm ready for some football. Yep, couldn't be more excited. Um, it's been a long time coming, and the, the craziest summer that we've all had. And uh, I'm very happy to get back to. And I don't think I, I don't even know what I would do if we didn't have NFL. Like I pretty much be in a in a home by myself, <laughs> straight jacket on. Probably. It's a, it's an exaggeration, but not at the same time. But um, with that, we're just going to go through game by game of the main slate. Um, we're also this year, we're going to be having uh, some live streams on Twitch. And then they'll be um, accompanied by a YouTube video as well um, that you can, uh, you know, go back and reference and rewind and pause and all that kind of good stuff after the fact. And then um, that'll be on Wednesday nights. And then on Sundays, um, we're going to have a live stream as well. And again, you can, it's going to be the same situation as the, the live stream on Wednesday, but a lot of things have changed since our last time we were on here, a brand new website, your fielder, You can find all of our cheat sheet, cheat sheets, articles, um, live streams and all those types of things. And it's a much easier site to navigate than our old site. Absolutely. All right, so with that, we'll get right into it. Cut to the chase. First game is the Seahawks at the Falcons. Ooh, that's a good one. So, Star Wars. Definitely is. A lot going on here. Notable movements like Todd Gurley going to the Falcons, uh, which is extremely interesting going back home for him, even though he used to live in Baltimore and is an Orioles fan. Um, the question is, Will they let Mr. Rusk, quote-unquote, cook this season? <laughs> I mean, it's going to be hard not to with, with those weapons. I mean, with Metcalf really coming on, uh, he looks like an absolute stud. And then, of course, you've got Lockett, and then they re-signed Josh Gordon, uh, and, and then they uh, brought in Olsen. I mean, that's, that's a loaded offense. Um, I'm still thinking probably going to be a little more run happy than we all like, but it's going to lead to some just devastating play action. Yeah, they did get Hayden Hurst from us, um, which we in turn turned that draft pick to the trader to us to Josh Do or JK Dobbins. So that's pretty good. We'll get there. But, um, you know, the offense is going to be something that you're going to want to target pretty much every week depending on, you know, obviously depending on the situation. We, they do, we do have to go up against the Seahawks here, uh, which are still pretty good. They're not, you know, the Seahawks of old. They still got a lot of good players, coached very well. They kind of do the same things. They're very, you know, um, uh, regimented to, to their, their scheme and those types of things. They don't allow for a lot of, like, um, 
you know, kind of flying around doing what you want, but they did get Jamal Adams now. So that is a big difference. He'll be all probably all over the field in a ton of different positions. Um, the best thing they've had since, you know, um, Earl Thomas and Earl Thomas just, you know, he loves to have sex with his brother now. So he's out the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to be nasty in that system. Yeah. He's going to be a, an absolute animal and it's a, it's a great place for him to go where he can actually be a, a good player and not be under Adam Gase who, who can't coach himself out of uh, a cardboard box. No, it's terrible. But uh, I expect, you know, Todd Gurley to probably get, I don't know, 17 touches in the game, whether it be running or receiving. The screen game is probably going to be a big thing for the Falcons this year. Their line is, you know, a little bit suspect. Um, so you have to negate that with getting mismatches and misdirection and screens and those types of things. Um, and the Seahawks are, aren't afraid to come at you, as we've seen Absolutely. in the past. Yeah. In terms of DK Metcalf, right? So this is everybody's like favorite player, it seems. Well, I think he's really good, but I don't think he's like going to be a like superstar or like dominant um, wide receiver one, you know, yeah. in terms of uh, the entire league. Only, only because we're number one, uh, the offense that he's in, right? Unless we see something different yep. here this year. Um, and number two, it just seems like he can really just do like one thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much. Um, and and the and the big thing is, I mean, have we ever really seen, um, you know, a top? 10 caliber receiver in that system. Uh, not really, you know, there's been some decent numbers over the years. So, um, he's going to be popular in the beginning because his, his price is down and he was, he had a really solid end of the season. Um, right. Exactly. And, and the matchup is nice. So I, I expect him to be, to be pretty darn popular and he, and he is good. Um, but I agree. He's not, he's not going to be, you know, a world beater. He's not going to be Julio on the other side. Yeah, and um, the Falcons' defense is still bad. So it's not like they're going to just get away from Chris Carson in the run game all of a sudden. You know, they want to preserve the longevity of Russell Wilson in his entire career. So if they don't have to throw, they're not going to throw. Um, and this is certainly a case where that could be the situation. Yep. Yeah, this is this is an interesting one because because overall, um, currently off offensively is is looking to be uh, a pretty chalk play um, with Russ and his receivers, um, and not so much Carson actually. Um, which in the case of Carson, we're gonna kind of want to play a little wait and see because they did bring in Hyde. Um, so it, it'll be interesting because yeah, I don't think they're just gonna get away from their bread and butter, which is pound the rock. And yeah, they've got, and they've got, so it's not, it's not completely out of the question. Yeah. However, yeah. if you're going to play 
let's say, if you want to play people from this game, I would, me personally, I would stack the entire game. So if I'm playing Russ and Metcalf, I'd actually probably go Russ, Metcalf, Lockett, and Calvin Ridley, uh, and probably like Hurst mm-hmm. or Gurley. Um, because if, just like last year, if not on a, you know, majority of the time, if Russ was going off, that means the other team was likely going off too because he had to, he, they had to put him in position to throw. Yeah. When he threw, when he started to throw, he would dominate. Yep, and that's and that's kind of actually what Atlanta did a lot as well. Is they would fall behind a lot last year, and then it just became um, just kind of an offensive shootout between both teams. So I 100% agree, and I actually think that's going to probably be uh, the most popular game stack um, with the guys you mentioned. Um, you know, a Ridley, uh, DK, Lockett. Um, I expect Russ to see a lot of ownership. Um, on both sites. Um, and again, you're kind of playing under the idea of exactly what you said, where it's going to, it's going to be a bit of a, a shootout. Yeah, exactly. So a little bit into how I do things is I don't actually look at pricing toward till, you know, closer t- to the end of the week because I like to get a good grasp of what's going on with the teams situationally. And, matchup wise before I so I don't have any biases going in to looking at the games so I'll on these podcasts you're never going to hear me mention pricing unless I somehow hear it in passing or something (laughs) but uh, that's 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 my job I'm going to be the one who's going to talk a little bit more of the um, you know a little bit of the ownership side Um, but I 100% agree I I like to you don't want to get overly invested especially this early um you know do your due diligence you know research the game not really worrying about pricing yep totally and remember to pay attention to vegas lines and so forth um we'll see how accurate they are uh here in the beginning um but it's a pretty healthy total at 49 not 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 the best but it's it's healthy yeah all right Going on to the next game is the Browns at the Ravens. So this is our teams, by the way, for anybody listening. I'm a Browns fan and Miz is a Ravens fan. Yep. So this is interesting. And out. This is a fun one. I um I I drafted Odell. I, I'm only playing one seasonal team this year. And this is that's the fewest I've ever played in I don't know, ten years. And uh only because I just don't have time this year and uh, because of all this stuff going on and then plus COVID. But uh, yeah, and plus a baby. But uh, Odell apparently likes brown stuff. So (laughs) that really turns me off of this is the first time I've ever owned him too. So it just just makes perfect sense. Hilarious. Uh, (laughs) uh browns wise um i'm gonna be playing a a wait and see one this is a brutal matchup Uh, baltimore defensively is really good always um new new coach shocker in cleveland for like the 18th year in a row uh new systems both sides of the ball um 
I, I do think they're going to be a lot better this year. Freddie Kitchens was in over his head. Um, he was terrible. So now they've got, uh, you know, really good coach coming in with a good system. So what they're going to be is they're going to be tight end heavy. They kept five tight ends, which is a ton. Um, they'll probably play two almost at all times. And they've even said they're going to play three at times. So you're going to see a run heavy, tight end heavy play action. It's not going to be sexy for DFS. It's going to be slow. Um, you know, it's like the Vikings last year. You didn't, you didn't really play a ton of Vikings because it just wasn't sexy. Um, and then with Chubb, obviously Chubb's a stud, but then you've got Hunt there. So this week I, I have no interest in the Browns. Um, it's just, I, I got to see. I got to see what they look like. And then, like I said, matchup-wise, it's just terrible. Yep. The good news with the Browns is that, one, they have Stefanski now. So um, you kind of know exactly where the ball is going to go every week. You don't have a lot of this, like, you know, third, fourth, you know, receiver and or, you know, third tight end getting a lot, getting work around random weeks. You'll be able to, you know, have solid floors for Landry, hopefully Odell, as long as this news doesn't get to his head. Um, <laughs> Chubb. Kareem Hunt's the wild card that throws a wrench into a lot of this for me. Yeah, yeah. And then and then Hooper to a lesser extent than the rest Hooper of them. Hooper had a, had a very good camp for what it's worth. Uh, he he became a very uh, quick red zone target. So he he quietly could have a pretty good year, um, especially in the red zone. He's a very good blocker too. Yes, he, he is. That's the, I mean that's what they're going to do. They're going to run the hell out of the ball. Uh, Chubb's going to have a monster season. So Chubb had uh, some good games against the Ravens last year, especially the second game, I believe it was, um, just going off the top of my head. So it's not out of the question to play some, someone like him or Kareem Hunt. Um, but then on the other side of the ball, is it's definitely it's definitely hard to pin down what's going to happen. Now, you, ha- you know Lamar is going to get the ball. He's going to throw the ball. He's going to run the ball. He's going to have, you know, most likely the highest floor of, of quarterbacks uh, yep. on a weekly basis. But with that being said, we have Mark Ingram had, you know, scored like 12 touchdowns last year, but then they draft JK Dobbins. And then um, now you have Hollywood at full, uh, full strength now. And then they brought in guys like Duvernay and Proch and uh, they still have Willie Sneed. They lost Hayden Hurst to, we traded to the Falcons, as I mentioned. Um, so I, re- you know, and the passing volume has been down. It's not not been down, but is lower uh, than other teams. So in terms of picking a receiver out, I mean, you can you might as well just play Hop- or um, uh, Hollywood or uh, Mark Andrews because those are the two main ones. But other than that, backfield is a mess. Yeah, and the floor is very low on Hollywood. The ceiling's super high. And then, you know, Mark Andrews is not going to do what he did last year. He'll be good, but he's not going to score 10 touchdowns. Yeah. I was actually reading too, that they, they listed Dobbins as the number four uh, for anybody who drafted him in seasonal. Don't panic. He's not the number four. Um, 
Right. Raw already came out and said he's going to be super involved in the offense. So this is just uh, it, it means nothing. He's going to be involved, but like you said, it's going to make that that backfield's going to be a mess because they're going to keep those bodies fresh and all see touches. Um, so I'm 100%. Lamar's got the highest ceiling, probably the safest floor um, every single week. Um, but outside of that, I mean, you're pretty much it's it's Hollywood for me, and, and that's about it. Um, Andrews would definitely be my my next option there. So um, last year we saw this is important for like game stacking. Last year we saw like um like for example week one when lamar went nuts through five touchdowns or what have you um and then you know they just kept going and putting up points they don't they didn't care what the dolphins were doing they could care if they were scoring or not scoring they were just putting up points so i'm not sure if we're going to continue to see something like that this year out of them like they're going to get they're going to go for like a target of like 28 points. And if they're above, uh, you know, up by uh, three, three and a half touchdowns, I don't expect them to necessarily pour it on like they did just because, um, you know, we got so far last year and then some injuries happened and it kind of like almost seemingly fell apart. So I, I don't expect them to, you know, keep their foot on the gas as much as they did. Uh, yeah, last yeah. year so in terms of that if you do think they're going to put up points then you're going to have to have people on the other side so you're going to have to have odell or landry or in particular kareem hunt because they're probably going to be passing the ball and throwing it out of the backfield so that would actually make him a very good play um but uh just keep that in mind now that's my interpretation of you know listening to the the radio and the reporters here and the news stations and what have you and all that so take it for what it's worth i could be totally off base but that's how i'm interpreting what i've heard so far yep and i mean you're you're a big fan so that is getting some insight and you're definitely following them a little bit closer um yeah i'm 100 brown's defense a little banged up as well um their middle linebackers out uh, they're starting cornerbacks out. They lost to safety, so they're they're hurting a little bit. So um, it'll be interesting to see if the Browns can keep this competitive. If they don't, like you said, is is Baltimore gonna you know ease up? So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. All right, the next game is the Jets at the Bills. This the the total on this is under is thirty nine and a half. That's horrible. <laughs> So I, I assume the Bills' defense will be probably be pretty popular because the Jets have, are banged up on offense, and um, they also are coached by Adam Gaze, who's the fucking yeah. worst. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't have interest anywhere but, but that defense. Uh, Bills just aren't a sexy DFS team. Um, you know, Josh Allen does have um, some rushing upside, and he, but he's he's super matchup dependent. Um, and I'm not sure this is the type of matchup to, um, to, to really exploit him here. Um, so I'm with you. This just, it's it's just not, it's just not a good DFS game. Yeah. Like the, I think probably the likeliest thing would be you maybe see like one or two big plays to Diggs or John Brown, something like that, 
or maybe a long run from from Singletary, something like that. But um, this game is so gross. Um, You're just guessing at this point. I mean, I like Perryman. I actually drafted Perryman. um, And I like Chris Herndon. But... um, this is a this is a game that if you're you're uh, MMEing or mass multi-entering, you know, I'd start to get there maybe on my fifteenth lineup somewhere in there to exposure to this game. Um, but <laughs> I mean, there's way we got too many games to worry about uh, anything on this uh, side of the ball or this. One percent. All right, so with that, we're just going to jump right into the Raiders at Panthers. I saw today uh, that this is a very heavily uh, bet game in Vegas right now. Interesting. Totals at almost 48, at 47 and a half, with the Raiders favored by three on the road. Um, well, the Panthers are bad now. So Yeah. Yep, I mean the Panthers essentially um, are you know kind of resetting. Um, what, do you, what do you think Teddy's gonna gonna do here? Check down and throw across the middle. And I mean, it's, it, it's going to be the McCaffrey show, right? I mean, it's, it has to be. Um, yeah, for sure. Yep. So obviously, you, you know, you're gonna McCaffrey's always in play. We don't need to talk about that. He's the best DFS running back in the game. Uh, he had 1,300 rush yards last year, a thousand receiving yards, nine targets a game, 19 touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> there's there's nothing to talk about. I mean, dude's a monster, always viable. Um, what do you think of like a, a DJ Moore? I I think this has got to be a little bit of a wait and see because we don't know who Teddy is in, you know, quarterbacks, just because DJ Moore was the number one doesn't necessarily mean that Teddy's going to, you know, have this great rapport with them. Um, so this is sort of a wait and see outside of McCaffrey for me with, uh, with the Panthers here. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, <laughs> I mean, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and, and Robbie Anderson all have, you know, uh, big play upside in their game. And obviously with Christian McCaffrey as well uh, goes without saying there, but uh, I really just don't know what to expect with this really young coach coming from college with a quarterback that's coming it. No, well not coming back from a huge injury, but like the first time that he's like actually a leader of a team again. And yeah. Um, the defense isn't good, that very good. So, I mean, they're, it's not like they can just run the ball the entire time. So, it's hard to say in that regard. Um, I try. I would actually try to find other ways to, you know, to go totally. Um, but um, I do expect uh, Brandon. Josh Jacobs to be very good this year, especially with they got rid of Lynn Bowden. They traded him to Miami, which is bizarre. Um, after just drafting him, you don't usually see, you don't see that that often. Um, so he's going to be basically a, a workhorse, and you're still going to have um, 
J- uh, Jalen Richard there, you know, catching passes and, and whatnot. But I expect Jacobs to, to increase that total at least somewhat. Um, so it's hard to say, like getting for this total to be 47 and a half seems kind of high, but I guess if they're run two scores in and um, th- throw for another, maybe another, maybe two. Um, but I don't really s- see how the Panthers get there outside of a big play and maybe a McCaffrey touchdown. Yeah. And um, in general, this, this game's kind kind of tough because yeah, it's really, it's McCaffrey and Jacobs. Um, Jacobs quietly, by the way, had, he had uh, 1100 yards, 242 attempts and that's with you know some injuries um so he was already a workhorse last year so he's he's gonna get the rock a lot um but i mean again outside of that i i guess waller um i i will say that the panthers that receiving core is pretty nasty but it's gonna you know how's the line how is bridgewater and there's so much wait and see with that a ton for sure and then um, you got Henry Ruggs on the other side, which if you've seen this dude's uh, highlight tape from playing basketball, it's out of control. Like dunking on dudes that are like 6'8". This dude's 5'10". Like just yeah, absolutely destroying them. I've never seen anything like it. But um, then again, I haven't watched a ton of highlight tapes from people in high school. Uh but anyway, Tyrell Williams is, is done. So um, they got Edwards there, that the rookie. So counting on Derek Carr to put up a lot of points, kind of scary to me. So <laughs> I would leave that to uh, to uh, to your GPPs. But um, I can see getting there, but I'm not going to do it. And then I'll just, you know, I'll play McCaffrey though still. Yeah, yeah. McCaffrey and, and Jacobs is is really all I'm interested in this game. Uh, there's some intrigue here. There's some. This will be fun to watch. But again, DFS wise, eh, there's, there's a lot better. Yep. All right. Bears at line. <sighs> Boy. <laughs> the Bears are going to be really fucking bad this year. Yes. I said to bet their uh, win total under seven and a half. You could get it at eight at some places, which is like hilarious. So you should definitely I mean, bet your fucking house on that. I don't have any interest in a single bear. I'm not one. Be- well, I can see playing Allen Robinson, but um, you could be really upset with yourself when he gets like five points because the quarterback play is so bad. But he can yep. get you like yep, I- 15 easy. Yeah, he can be in your player pool for your MMAs, but like, I, you, that's that's about it. So last year, Stafford was on pace to finish second in the NFL in yards, or second or third, I believe it was second, um, and almost was at was approaching uh, forty touchdown passes, but uh, and then he got hurt. So. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, people kind of underestimate them and their ability. Um, especially Kenny Galladay, he can actually do everything. He's kind of, but he's 
in Detroit, so people were like, can't really take him seriously after you know Calvin's left, Calvin Johnson's gone and all that. But uh, he's an extremely high upside and decently high floor play to me. Um, you know, they were averaging double-digit fantasy points when Stafford was balling in that in that stretch there. So um, that's not, those are two guys I would look at, specifically Galladay, because uh, I'm not afraid of the Bears' defense whatsoever. Uh, Kenny actually had uh, 11 touchdowns last year. That's more than Michael Thomas. Um, that's more than Godwin. Um, yep. 12, almost 1,200 yards, and that's with, um, you know <laughs> – third and at one point i believe even a, even a four stringer throwing them the ball because they just kept losing quarterbacks david blau yeah i mean kennedy's legit he's he's a legit um really good number one i guarantee if you ask 10 people that question who who had more touchdowns between all the all three of those guys nobody would say kenny galladay yep yeah he's he's so i i agree with that um you're going to grab him at really low ownership here. Um, so that's, that makes her a really nice um, tournament play. Yep, for sure. Um, Adrian Peterson is here now. So I would not play anybody in this backfield. Kerryon well, Johnson I mean, has a knee problem. DeAndre yeah. Swift is there, but you know, he had, he was, he missed some practices. He was a little banged up there in the beginning. So um, I would not, um, play anybody here unless you're looking to get exposure in your MME builds. Yeah, I mean, even then, because we you don't know. We don't know who's going to get the ball here. Um, the Swift um, draft, drafting was interesting because of carry-on being there. And then you add in AP, and it's just, I mean, that's a headache. Yeah, and on the other side, it's even worse because you've got Montgomery banged up. You got Tariq Cohen there, great, but now they got Cordero Patterson uh, listed as a running back. Um, I don't, I don't know, but they do have Ted Ginn and Anthony Miller, and they even have Jimmy Graham. Like this, is a fucking disaster. Yeah, I mean, it's Jimmy Graham hasn't been a decent player in you know five years and. Ted Ginn's actually still fairly productive, but he's a deep ball runner, and Mitch can't stretch the field. So the only thing that Mitch can do is he can run. So that does put him in the mix, but he would be, you know, if you know, if I'm making a list of 10, 10 quarterbacks I'm playing, he's number ten. All right, don't get too caught up on this game. The next game is the Colts at the Jaguars. Oh, that's, <laughs> there's some ugly, ugly games this first week. Yeah. Uh, Total is a 45. Uh, I mean, I have, you know, Indy drafted Jonathan Taylor, so they're going to have, you know, a little bit of, of a committee as well. What the heck does, you know, um, Old Man Rivers have left? Uh, he was terrible last year. Um, 
this is this is this is ugly for Indy. Um, very. I mean, maybe Jack Doyle, some checkdowns, um, and, and definitely the defense, obviously, because Jacksonville is going to be just uh, probably the worst team in the league. Um, so no, I guess maybe so I guess maybe maybe Jack Doyle and um, um, the defense would be my interest here. Yeah, I think you can play. I actually think you can play Jonathan Taylor and or Marlon Mack because this is the best offensive line in the league. So this is Philip Rivers' best chance to be, you know, to sit back there and, and pick apart a defense. This is his best shot at doing that if he's capable, right? So yeah. um, he's always loved to throw to his tight end, so obviously that's a good call with Jack Doyle. Um but the Jaguars have lost all of their Pro Bowl players that they, they had from when they were good a couple of years ago, when they had Bortles at quarterback and they went to the, you know, to the playoffs and all that. But uh, yeah, but they've completely dismantled this team, and it's, I mean, it's a borderline XFL team at this point. <laughs> um, maybe not that bad, but. It's horrible. So they're going to run the, the shit out of the ball. So you, I feel like you can play anybody there. And if you can, I mean, and which is going to milk the clock. So it's kind of like putting a little bit of a cap on the passing game for the, for the Jaguars. But if so, um, it's going to be DJ Chark for me um, and possibly Minchu only because um is not going to just – fold he's actually going to try to win and play his best because he wants to keep his job first of all or at least uh, a job in the nfl and uh he'll run too which is which is a good thing um because anytime we can get a quarterback that runs it just elevates their floor um more so than you know than passing the ball so that that would be the two for me but uh other than that Absolutely nobody. Nobody from the running game. Uh, Armstead's out with COVID or on the COVID list. So it's they've got a you know, hodgepodge of guys back there. Maybe Ozigbo is, is supposed to be the guy, and then there's this other guy. Um, so I wouldn't get caught up for DFS purposes, but um, that's really it. T.Y. Hilton maybe, but I don't expect the volume to be there. No, I do like the I do like the Jonathan Taylor call though, um, just because they, you know, they do most likely get up, um, and then they're gonna want to get Taylor some some experience, especially with no preseason. Um, you know, this is a this is a chance to get his his legs under him in the NFL, see the speed of the game. Um, so I actually I actually do like the Jonathan Taylor call quite a bit. So to that point, I would not be surprised if they do alternating series for Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. I would not be surprised if that's the case. Yeah, I, especially with Mack's injury history, I could see that 100%. Yep. Um, what they should do is just put Mack on third downs, really, but they yeah. probably, they're probably too stupid for that. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, but so expect the Colts to win that game for sure. I'm sure the money line is pretty heavy on the Colts. The next game is the Packers at the Vikings. So this actually should probably be a pretty good game. Yeah, yeah, it it should be. Um, 
that one's that one's interesting. Um, the Packers were a little frustrating last year, obviously. Um, new new style. Aaron Jones had a pretty monster year. A thousand yards, five hundred receiving yards, nineteen total touchdowns. Um, but that kind of obviously that that production kind of hindered the passing game a little bit. Um, so Green Green Bay's kind of an iffy team here. Um, obviously, Devonte Adams is amazing though. He he averaged ten point six targets a game last year. Um, so the volume is there for him when they are throwing. It's he's looking at him's way over time. And they didn't get him any help. It's just crazy. It's yeah, it's insane. So with Aaron Rodgers, he's not happy about what they did to him. So I expect him to come out and show from the jump what he's capable capable of, and. Uh, try to put all that shit to bed so that he, um, you know, can start to chip away at having those questions um, asked to him a lot less frequently uh, than he is right now. So I expect him to try to do everything possible to, to get rid of that. Um, they drafted AJ Dillon too, which is annoying as hell because Aaron Jones is a stud. Um, I mean, he went off quite a few times last year, and uh, it didn't really matter who he was playing against either. That was the best part about him. Um, yeah. So if you do play him, I just expect that there is there is downside because they, they could just pull the floor out from underneath of him and start playing A.J. Dillon a lot. And then they still have Jamal Williams there, who's also really fucking annoying. Um, and the issue is Dillon, Dillon's a bruiser, so – we may see those goal line touches that Jones was like a lock to get last year. That's why he had so many touchdowns. We might see Dylan get those. Yeah. So in terms of cash games, that's not somebody you probably want to play. I don't think um, we'll get, as we get closer to the league, we'll see, but um, it's a mess. And then on the other side of the ball, well, one thing, Devonte Adams, absolute stud. You can play him every week. I don't care. On the other side of the ball, you got Delvin Cook, and then you got Madison's. Madison's there, so the minute Delvin Cook slips up or gets a little bruise, it could be at the end of, end of time for him because he's trying to get a contract and they don't want to give it to him. Yeah. So the bottom could be pulled out from there as well. But Delvin Cook is a is a great play. Um, but the Packers' defense was actually pretty good last year. For the first time in in a while, at least they got national notoriety for it. Whether they're actually really good or not is a different question. No, they, were, they were pretty good. Looking at stats, they gave up uh, just 350 yards total a game, under 20 points a game. Those are all pretty decent marks. Um, Adam Thielen is back. Adam Thielen. Um, they're actually listing uh, Irv Smith Jr. as the as the starting tight end this year. Um, so he's he's an intriguing play because he's, he's he should be super cheap I would assume. Um, yeah, because if he's cheap, I mean Rudolph was always super cheap and he was never the starter. So or uh, and then Irv Smith was never the starter. So 
he's probably minimum price, I would assume, or close to it at least, maybe 3K. Yeah. Irv's yeah, um, more talented, so. Extremely. He's basically a receiver. So we'll see. I think you could probably play him, and you could, I mean, you could definitely game stack this game for sure. Because there's a, there's enough. You got Justin. They drafted Justin Jefferson. Um, apparently, he's been like a little bit behind. I was reading, so I don't know what the re- how much to read into that. He's basically Stephon Diggs reincarnated. Um, but uh, yeah, BC oh, yeah. Johnson was supposedly doing re- really well in practice and everything, and he's probably going to start. Um, but I, <laughs> it's not the same Vikings. That's for sure. Yeah, and I, I would expect um, probably receiving-wise Thielen to be kind of the go-to until Kirk gets a little more comfortable, um, you know, with some of the newer guys and whatnot. He could potentially lead the league in targets. Oh, for sure. I mean, because he doesn't have he doesn't have the diva on the other side anymore, and he's best buddies with with cousins so i mean i mean as long as he's healthy i mean definitely a high high floor play yeah all right next game this is an interesting one dolphins at patriots yeah this is a very interesting one um i mean obviously uh, cam that's really exciting um dolphins Defensively gave up uh, over 30 points a game last year. Um, Cam probably has the best offensive coordinator now he's ever had. The weapons aren't really there, um, but um, Cam's so motivated right now. So this is really interesting. Um, I I definitely like Cam um, as a tournament play here. I absolutely love Cam. Um, he actually worked out at my gym a couple of times uh, in the off season before COVID. And he's an absolute monster. And this dude, if uh, McDaniels incorporates any of the plays that he used to run in Denver with Tebow, Cam Newton is going to be a smash fucking play. He will run. Yeah, he'll run. He's the goal. He can be potentially be the goal line back. Um, he'll make the plays. It's, it's not like he ever had really good receivers in Carolina before he got hurt. I mean, there were, I mean, terrible. And he still did really well. He'll dump it. This He can dump it to James White all the, all day long out of the backfield like he did for uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and you still got – I mean, Edelman Edelman had a good year last year. I mean, Edelman – Perfect. Play. Perfect. His right route running, middle and underneath all day. His route running is as good as it gets. And then Nikhil Harry is is talented. He just couldn't get on the same page as Tom. Um, and Nikhil Harry is going to be – is really cheap too, by the way. So um, he makes for a pretty intriguing um, play with Cam – Probably nobody's going to really play him um, because it was pretty bad last year, but that's kind of going to be their big play threat. Um, And Cam can push the ball down the field. You know, he's got a cannon for an arm, so. 
Yep, absolutely. And um, I actually like this for the other side of the ball, surprisingly. Preston Williams is my dude. I love that guy. He's back. He's balling in practice. I want I want him. Devontae Parker finally put it together the second half of the year last year. And we got Fitzmagic back there. He's been to um, Gillette more than enough times when he was in Buffalo. He knows how to play there. Not that there's any fans, but it's still an intimidating uh, place for other teams. So uh, I actually like this for a game stack. Give me uh, James White, Cam, Edelman, both those wideouts, maybe Breda. I love all those dudes. Yeah, and actually, one of our uh, one of our premium members last year, and I think I think twenty. Uh, actually, no, I think even it was closer. 30. It was thirty. It was thirty. It, it was with a Miami stack. Um, they quietly were pretty good last year, especially Parker, um, and and he had Fitzmagic, and so yeah, I'm I'm always down for stacking Miami because they just always go under own. And you can throw Gasecki in there as well. Um, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He started to put things together. Obviously, the New England defense is good. They were great last year, as a matter of fact. But um, that was last year. You know, you you don't know here, especially in, in Miami, like I said, had that tournament upside all year long because they come in at such low ownership and they're going to sling it. Uh, Fitzmagic's not afraid to throw in tight windows, double coverage. He doesn't care. Um, so his floor obviously is super low, but his his ceiling is is very high. I love it. I love every second of it. Um, I haven't uh, dug into um, the cornerback matchups yet and all that, but so if I'm not sure if Gilmore will, sh- will shadow Parker, but if if that's the case, give me Preston Williams all day long, all day. I'm writing yep. them up. Get ready for it. All right. With that, we'll go to the Eagles at the Washington football team. Oh, nicely done. <laughs> they are so shitty. They're such a disgrace. It's <laughs> such a disgrace. It's such, it's such a joke that there are stadiums in Maryland. I don't even deserve it. So the, the interesting thing, so I'm obviously I'm a Buckeyes fan. So I got to see, um, uh, actually Washington has a handful of Buckeyes on their team. Um, they quietly, yeah, shitty, I, they always pick towards the top of the draft. Yeah. They, they quietly were decent at the end of the year. Washington was, um, Haskins, his last four or five games, his numbers were as good as anybody in the leagues. Um, I have to confirm, but I believe he had like the second or third best QBR last handful of games the talents there i mean dude was awesome in college but he has he has very little experience he played one season in college um played for a really bad team his rookie year um but he's another he's another he's kind of this is kind of a miami for me where i don't mind um a tournament stack here uh give me terry mclaurin uh who's awesome he had 919 yards last year with an injury uh, seven touchdowns, uh, six and a half targets a game. Um, so while not a cash play, I certainly don't mind a little, a little stack here. Um, 
for the Washington football team. And then uh, Antonio Gibson is dirt cheap and is going to be a very popular value as their starting running back. Um, I expect him to be very high on your cash because you're going to need that value. I hate that though. So annoying. Um, Gibson's definitely a really fucking sweet play. I wish he wasn't minimum. uh, He's probably minimum price, I'm assuming. Um, Or close to it, at least. Yeah, Um, he's pretty close. Right. So, yeah, take that for what it's worth. Totally understand what you're saying about the stacking there. Uh, I do love that. And Logan Thomas, I believe he played for Virginia Tech and was a Virginia Tech quarterback at one point. He he was, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is their starting tight end now. So long gone are the days of Jordan Reed. Uh, he's on the 49ers now as a backup. But uh, yeah. that should just tell you about the status of this team. Former quarterback is now the starting tight end. <laughs> yes. That being said, their defense is actually pretty good. Um, it was pretty decent last year, actually. So um, – I expect them to put it in McLaurin and Gibson's hands as much as they possibly can. A little bit of Steven Sims, slow the game down, get help their defense stay fresh, and hopefully they can put up enough points to you know win some close ones. But that's really it. But on the other side of the ball, Miles motherfucking Sanders. <laughs> Sorry. Should be an absolute smash play all year um, as long as he stays healthy and as long as uh, we get the okay from the Eagles coaches. Miles Sanders will probably be pretty chalky because I remember seeing as soon as salaries drop, people were putting out videos and whatnot, and I, I saw Miles Sanders' name pop up a few times as it would come across my timeline. So I assume that he'll be probably the most popular Running back. Yeah, because Sanders is essentially a um, top-tier workhorse, but he's not priced like it. So he, he will be extremely popular. Um, you know, he, he missed some time last year, and he still put up 800 yards uh, on the ground and 500 through the air. So dual threat, he's going to catch passes. He's going to run the ball. He's going to be super involved in the offense. Um, and you, you were talking about it the other day behind the scenes about how, uh, who was it? Deuce McAllister. Um, no, Deuce Staley. Deuce Staley. Thank you. Was talking about how he's going to be just crazy involved. Yep. Uh, it's no secret. The cat is out of the bag officially. Um, but he's the man, he's sick. Uh, I, I, as long as those, uh, the fumbling issues that he had at Penn state don't, um, creep back up out of nowhere uh he should be absolutely dominant this year and then you got zach Ertz, as you know your typical high floor play um with godert just being annoying and stealing touchdowns and so forth <laughs> but zach Ertz should get a ton of catches as well um and as long as deshaun jackson is in the lineup and can run deep 
this offense will be fine. Last year they couldn't have anybody they didn't have anybody that could get deep or get separation and this offense sucked. Well, I mean, so, Greg Ward is your number one, who was a former quarterback. So that's how banged up they were last year. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. Um, but as long as he's in the lineup, that's good. Jalen Rager's going to be out. Um, he should be, you know, as long as one of those two guys is in the lineup, this offense will be fine. But um, I wouldn't get carried away otherwise. Yeah, it's, it's much- Sanders and then Jackson as your flyer for, for GPPs. Exactly. Yep. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna watch that one for sure. Yeah, yeah. that one. That one will be fun. All right. I'm trying to go to the turn. It's freezing on me. So, Chargers at Bengals. Oh boy, that's another oh boy one. So, as a Browns fan, uh, I got to see. Well, hell, we both got to see Tyrod play. Uh, for some reason, he was drastically better with the Ravens. When he got to the Browns, he was the most checkdown heavy quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Which does, though, mean that uh, Mr. Eckler is a, a very viable play because Tyrod's going to just check down all freaking day. Yep. And he'll run, which is always good. And also his running opens up lanes for the running backs as well. Just the, the sheer threat of him being able to run. Um, but people forget, see, he had Sammy, Sammy Watkins and Robert Woods um, when he was in Buffalo. That team should have been actually way better than it was. But um, that will open up some lanes for them. And uh, the Chargers don't have that great of a line. So he'll probably be under pressure a lot. But he's got Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen there. Um, but I don't expect the volume to be there for those guys like it was um, when Philip Rivers was there, only because Tyrod just not really that that type of quarterback, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's going to be – he's going to quickly go through his progressions, but he's not the kind of quarterback who's going to pull the trigger unless it's open, open. And then it's going to be Eckler or Ron. So Eckler is definitely the, the, the top option here. Yep, for sure. Um, don't be surprised if the other, like Justin uh, Jackson and uh, Kelly, get some carries as well. Um, it's not. I wouldn't freak out about that. Um, they, they're just going to be so run heavy that uh, you know they can't have Eckler carry it every single time. Yeah, Eckler is honestly just going is more of a receiver. He had 993 yards receiving last year compared to uh, 550 running. He's he's literally a receiver. So you're not yet. Yeah, don't panic if he's not getting a ton of carries because you're more so uh, counting on his um, catches and, you know, run after the catch and whatnot. Yeah. All that open space. And then we got on the other side, we got uh, Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon and Tyler Boyd, AJ Green. Definitely interesting team. Definitely going to be better. I, I, I think than last year, um, but Mixon's a stud. He's a workhorse. He can play every single down. Um, I would expect him to get at least twenty touches in the game. Tyler yep, Boyd yep. in the slot all day long. Five to six catches probably. 
Uh, and then the question really is, is what's, what's AJ Green going to do? I don't know. Yeah, what's what's he have left? Um, it, their their O line's terrible. Um, Burrow is like crazy cheap. He can sling it, uh, so maybe like a, a deep MME play um, that you could pair with Boyd. Um, probably would stay away from Green till we can see what he looks like. Um, but yeah, Joe Mixon had 278 attempts last year. Uh, which is as many as Carson and almost as many as McCaffrey. So he's a true workhorse. Um, and then he, and then he threw in nearly 300 yards receiving. So he, he can catch the ball as well. He can be on the field all three downs, like you said. Definitely um, has the makings of being good for GPPs. Uh, Joe Burrow had one of the best college seasons for a quarterback of all time. Um, number one pick, all those types of things. Playing a defense that won't be as good. They won't have Derwin James, um, which is a big blow to their defense. So um, they got Bosa, you know, coming after him every play. But uh, certainly has the potential to put up big, um, you know, big scores. Um, but also, you know, tons of downside as well. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, ultimately, this is a rookie playing his first game in an offense led by a rookie with a weak line. So definitely tournament only um, because, yeah, the downside is is pretty low. Um, but again, the, the upside's there. You could definitely justify a little stack here in the tournament. All right, the next game is the Buccaneers at the Saints. Tom Brady on his new team with Leonard Fournette and his new team. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronk, his new team. Still got O.J. Howard and Cameron Braid there. Up against Drew Brees, Kamara, Michael Thomas, all those dudes, Jared Cook. This should be probably the most watched game of the weekend. Oh, yeah, I would think that all eyes will be here. Um, tied for the, the – uh, currently tied with the highest live uh, – Total with the Seattle game. So DFS-wise, again, you can expect this game to be pretty popular. Um, stacked with as well as that Seattle game. Um, I mean, <laughs> this is this is fun. Um, Michael Thomas is ridiculous. Um, 11 and a half targets a game, 1,700 yards, uh, nine touchdowns. The touchdowns weren't great, but still, I mean, just... Uh, 11 and a half targets is nuts, but you do got to pay for him. He's expensive. Um, Alvin, they're actually working on paying, so he should be pretty happy. Um, and then, like you said, Cook is there. So weapons are plenty on that side. And then um, how, do you think, how do you think Tom's going to do here? So that's the real question. So everybody wanted to draft Ronald Jones. I thought that was the dumbest thing ever. He, that dude sucks. His vision is horrible. Um, so they went out and got Fournette. So it remains to be seen if he's going to be, you know, the, the main back, which I don't know, week one, pro I would say probably not, you know, just being logical about it. But, um, what do I know? You know, um, 
I don't know how hard it is to pick up a playbook and that, that type of thing. But um, Tom Brady was not good last year. So, I mean, does – I mean, he definitely has the, the best weapons he's ever had. That's for sure. Um, the line is decent. So, it's on him. If he, if he sucks, it's on him, really. Yeah, there's um, no excuses for sure. Gronk's back. Um, I don't think he's going to be playing, you know, every down. Plus, you got those two other tight ends. So it remains to be seen with him. And, you know, I think all, all that will be dictated in terms of pricing, whether you can use him or not. Um, I'd probably wait and see. But I think you can use Tom Brady. You can use Chris Godwin. You'll be playing the slot. Tom loves slot. So, I mean, can't go wrong there. Mike Evans over the top, a la Randy Moss when he was with the Patriots. So uh, I think you can definitely play him, but buyer beware, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't very good last year. And frankly, not really the year before that either. In my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and this is a, this is actually one of those scenarios where they're almost, they're almost too deep, almost have too many weapons. So it's going to, I mean, we saw it a little bit last year, even with Janus is you, you know, Evans would be chalk and it would be Godwin. It would go nuts. So then the next week, everybody's on Godwin and Evans goes nuts. Um, so that's kind of something to always be mindful with them. But like you said, you're kind of, you know, dig into the, the cornerback matchups a little bit, which we will talk about a little bit more on the live show on Sunday, stuff like that. Um, as we get deeper into our research and whatnot, um, but yeah, this is Tampa Bay is kind of the same for me. It's it's a little bit of a wait and see. Another one of those situations. Um, on week one, I really like to go after kind of you know some sure things that I know um, instead of teams that had a lot of changes, you know, a lot of question marks, or maybe in this case a lot of depth um, can be a little bit harder to predict. So um, tournament stack. Of course. I mean, that's as good of an offense on paper as any um, cash. Uh, I would be a little bit careful. Yeah, for sure. And then on the other side of the ball, Drew Brees, solid as to come. As high of a ceiling as he used to. Um, but the floor is still there. He's solid. Um, and he'll have his games. He'll have his spike weeks. Emmanuel Sanders is there too now. I expect him to actually play very well for them and be a, a very good option for them. I'm not sure if it, I, again, I haven't looked at pricing, but um, that's actually somebody I'm going to look into and I don't expect him to be that, that expensive. So he could be a, a, a cash play um, come Sunday and then Camara. You can certainly play him. I'm not, I'm not too scared of the Bucks defense. Uh, decent, not terrible, not great. And then um, obviously Michael Thomas, you got to pay for him, rightfully so. I assume he's the probably the most expensive. If not, it'll be Devontae Adams or DeAndre Hopkins. And then um, that's really about it. Jared Cook too, if you if you want to get frisky. Yeah, and the nice thing about S Sanders will be really intriguing because this is the best receiver that 
even though he's a few years removed from being, you know, a top tier receiver, this is still the best receiver that Michael Thomas has played with. That's the insane thing about Michael Thomas is, you know, the ball is going to him. You know, he's going to get, he's going to catch the ball 10 times and you can't, you can't stop it. So now all of a sudden you add in, you know, Jared Cook, another year in the system, you add in a, a, a legit receiver in Sanders and it should be, uh, you know, don't, Everybody's getting excited about Tampa Bay, rightfully so, but don't don't sleep on the Saints. They're as good as ever. 100%. Yep. Uh, especially if ownership's flocking to the the Bucks players. Um, I'll take the Saints. All right. This is, uh, you know, the DFS darling game. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins up against – Jimmy G and the 49ers. My boy Sherman, I love Richard Sherman. Um, is probably going to be matched up on Hopkins, I would assume. I got to see if he shat, how, what, how much he shadowed. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. But uh, Kyler is going to run. Uh, he's probably, if I had to guess, he's probably the fourth highest priced quarterback this week. Um, but this is a really tough matchup for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's, yeah, he's, he's towards the top. Um, yeah, this is a pretty brutal matchup. Um, San Fran obviously was essentially made to the Super Bowl on the back of their defense last year. They didn't ask their offense to do a ton, um, I'm excited about Arizona uh, this year. Uh, DFS-wise, I think they're going to have a ton of upside. Hopkins is, you know, top three receiver in the league. Kyler Murray is really good. Uh, the play calling has worked out. People weren't sure how that would work. The play calling was really good last year. Um, Matchup-wise has me uh, going GPP here. Um, Kenyon Drake, somebody to watch, keep an eye on. Uh, he quietly actually had a decent year, 800 yards in the ground, 350 through the air, eight touchdowns. And, you know, most of that was not with Arizona. Um, but overall, um, again, this is another one, like I talked about earlier, kind of a wait and see for me. We've had a lot of changes here. Um, I need, I would like to see Hopkins. How How is he... Uh, with Kyler, how is he in a new system? Um, so that would be tournament only for me here. Yep. The good thing about the Cardinals is they run the most plays. Um, so the pace of play, you'll get you're to get more plays out of them. And in turn, that'll give you more plays out of the 49ers players just by, you know, them getting the ball back more. And uh, backfield is a mess on the 49er side, you know, it seemingly Mostert, Mostert, but um, it could be Jarek McKinnon for all we know. Without any preseason, it's kind of hard to tell. And then, you know, is, you don't, you can't really play Jimmy G or the receivers really, or and, uh, I'm not even sure if Debo is going to be playing or not. Um, so, I mean, I don't want any part of that. You can play Kittle for sure. Um, and the Cardinals, I mean, they, they're improved, but 
George Carroll is an animal. So I would play the continue to play him and play tight ends against the Cardinals. Yeah, they were dead last in the league against tight end last year. Uh, I'm not sure if they addressed that um, or not, but um, that trends like that usually carry over. Um, so even if they're better, they're, they're probably going to be one of the worst against tight end once again this year. So Kittle is definitely a play for San Fran. It's typically a schematic thing rather than a player thing. Um, yeah. It's kind of like they let tight end. They, that's what they like let happen. Um. But I really don't have any interest in the 49ers guys for the most part. Um, at one point, they were trying to sign – they signed Kevin White and Tavon Austin, who both, they both didn't make the team. But uh, I, I want no part of that. I really want no part of the, uh, you know, the receivers or Mostert or any of those other backs. But give me Kyler. Give me um, the Drake. Give me D-Hop. Kirk, I'll play any of those guys as long as they fit. I'm not going to force them in, but uh, if they fit, I'll put them in. Not maybe not so much the Drake, just because of the run defense of the 49ers. But if there's a, there's other guys, I'm I'm willing to play them. Yep, I no, I agree with that. Um, San Francisco team, you're probably not going to target a lot all year. To be honest, they just it's just not. They don't ask Jimmy to do much, so that kind of hurts the receivers. Obviously, Kittle. Kittle's the one guy you're going to play all year. And then, you know, we'll see. Maybe maybe Mostert um, kind of takes takes that job officially. But um, for now, you're going to want to kind of wait and see with that. Yep, I agree with that. And then with that, that is the final game of the main slate, uh, the Steelers and the Giants. Um in the Titans and the Broncos are on Monday night and then the Cowboys and the Rams are on Sunday night. Uh, so, you know, the first week they do the double Monday night game. Um, and on that note, we will have the show, we'll have showdown articles all season long. Um, so you don't have to worry about that. You'll still get you you'll still be able to get your fix, even though we're not talking about it here on the podcast. And then we'll start to talk, talk a little bit more about those on the live streams as well. But, uh, Devin, you want to tell everybody, just kind of encompass and sum up what we've got for them this year at the new site and uh, what what they can expect. And then uh, I'll close this out. Yeah, absolutely. So like we mentioned in the uh, opening, we actually, you know, we were Daily Fantasy Solutions for about five years. And um, we've transitioned to uh, Your Fielder's Choice. You can find us at yourfielderschoice.com. Uh, we made the move because now we have a better site. We also are incorporating um, wager articles into this, um, prize picks. Um, we have a few affiliates like BetMGM, um, PointsBet. And so what you're going to find from us is you're going to find articles for DFS, for betting, for prize picks, for everything I just mentioned, we're going to have articles for. And then you've got our cheat sheets, which you know I would argue are the best in the industry. Uh, for football, for instance, they have stats, they have pricing, they have projected ownership, they have suggested play styles. So, you know, is a guy a cash play? Is he a GPP play? Is he a punt? Um, all this, this is all on the cheat sheet, kind of like um, if you don't have the time to, to dig in, our cheat sheets for all our sports are just a super quick, easy way um, to, to get all your research in pretty much instantly. Um, and then, like we said, NFL-wise, you can expect a pod from us weekly, uh, Miz and I. 
And then our live shows are Wednesdays and Sundays. Uh, please drop in, follow us on Twitch, subscribe. Um, we'll be posting to YouTube as well. You can expect lots of digital content. So um, if you're not already as well, join us in Discord. We have a free Discord um, where we can chat some sports. If you want to get a little bit more in-depth, you want to talk to the coaches directly, you want to talk to Miz and I, then that's premium. Um, and now it's the time to sign up. For, uh, we're running a 20% off discount. Um, all of this can be found at yourfielderschoice.com. You love to see it. Very happy about uh, this journey that we've finally come, you know, uh, saddle up on. And um, we're headed in the right direction. So I hope you guys can be a part of it with us. If you have any questions, reach, reach out to us on Twitter. Um, and with that, this is your week one podcast. Mike Miz, Devin Frank, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.